0: Welcome to Politics and Bros. This is the podcast where two guys who spent their careers on the inside of federal politics and government are now on the outside and only have each other to talk about how things are going. Today is March 2nd, 2021, and this is episode 33. My goodness. I'm your co-host, Pete, and with me, as always, is my good friend, Howell. What's up, buddy? Hey, man. I can see you. I know. This is strange. For (laughs) those of you who don't know, we use uh, Zencaster as our platform, and they just added... uh, HD video between, so I can actually like see Hal's reactions, watch him take uh, his when you shirt say off. something inflammatory.
1: He can slap his. Uh, when you thing. say something like a, the <laughs> conservative racist that you are, you can see my eyes explode. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Um, exactly. I kind of like it. It's nice to. I feel like I'm. I'm here with you. I know. I like this is much better actually. I think we yeah. seeing each
0: other's reactions is going to make this a much more interactive podcast.
1: Next thing we'll do is record this. And then post it to YouTube, so P- it'd be like Howard Stern. <laughs> we're, ju- we're we're one step away, one step away. <laughs>
0: we just need the contract from SiriusXM. <laughs> we're good to go. I don't. I don't
1: even need money. I'll just put it. Just put it on SiriusXM. That's good uh-huh. enough for me.
0: All right. Yeah. We'll see if we can um, that one day. So what's up? We're uh, we're going to do a quick hitter tonight, right? Yeah. Let's do a quick hitter. We do. we don't. We we can catch up next time. We'll do a quick. Uh, but one thing I do want to tee up is uh, since it's here on the sheet. Uh, on Sunday, the 7th, mm-hmm. we're going to be recording with our good friend Quinn Brown from Nashville. We, As uh, some of our listeners may know, his wife, Jen, was on our uh, podcast a few, few episodes ago. She's from the Words Matter podcast and did some great uh, conversation with us on misinformation and disinformation in the media. But uh, Quinn's going to come on. He used to be the... Uh, one of the big time producers for Larry King live and, uh, Larry passed away a few weeks ago. So we thought we'd have Quinn on to talk about his experiences. And also Quinn's pretty, he's, he's really good talking about politics as well. So it should be a, should be a good time. I'm excited. Maybe, maybe we can tell that story about when Quinn yelled at us
1: after Barack Obama got elected. <laughs> do you mem- do you remember that story? I, I think I actually still have that email, like in my Gmail somewhere. <laughs> I was like, Whoa, <laughs> okay. we'll, we'll, we'll call that up and, and we'll, uh, We'll sabotage him with it during, or we'll, we'll ambush him with it during the, the, the call. Well, I'll just uh,
0: say, hey, Quinn, I've got, I want to read something and I want to see if you know who wrote it and I'll just read it to him and see what he says. <laughs> uh,
1: that'll be good. Yeah. We, so that'll be play. fun. That'll be fun Sunday. Um, yep. Stay tuned for that. Uh, tonight, we wanted to just uh, check in with everyone, let you know that there's stuff going on. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to do a little bit of a, a quick run through of some topics. Um, Pete and I have not discussed the topics really before. I mean, mm-hmm. we have the topics that we're going to discuss, but we have not talked about them or emailed about them yep. um, or even texted about them or
0: sexted about them. Um, <laughs> oh, the sexting so, is going to be way more fun with this video option here. <laughs> oh,
1: so great. your, your reactions you will be hearing will be completely mm-hmm. raw and uncensored, mm-hmm. just like the film Pete filmed last night. <laughs> um and so I don't know should we do it like should we give ourselves like 10 15 minutes to talk through it should I start a timer
0: Yeah start a timer let's and, do let's do uh okay. let's do 10 minutes All right we'll do 10 we'll, minutes we'll start do 10, the, If we go over we go over.
1: Okay Siri start a timer for 10 minutes Siri
0: Okay 10 minutes and counting Boom All right I love All technology right, let's, do
1: it. let's Get it going. Why don't you kick us off? So, well, there's a lot to talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, I think first, which seems to be on the minds and very front page news, is Governor Andrew Cuomo and his scandal. I love it. Um, There are now. You love it. I do. There are now. There are now three uh, separate allegations. I believe of um, various degrees of uh, quote unquote assault. Um, You say you love it.
0: Why? Because I uh, generally think, I mean, generally speaking, I think uh, Andrew Cuomo is a Um, Mm dirtbag. I don't, I, I really don't understand why a lot of, uh, a lot of folks fawned all over him during COVID. Um, I think the, uh, the nursing home scandal is something that really should be talked about way more. Where he (laughs) basically left a lot of people to die in nursing homes during COVID and pretended that he didn't, and somehow got a Grammy or an Emmy or something. For whatever he did, some PSA or whatever. um No, I just it's it's funny. I I, re, I like these situations. I love I love the situations where a Democrat finds himself in something like this, where you know, honestly, it, it's happened to a it happens to Republicans, and it's just fun to watch the double standard. It's it's sad, not really fun, but you know, that's why I, I, I that's where I derive my enjoyment from it all. It's What's the double
1: standard you're, you're citing here?
0: Well, the I because I feel like a lot of Democrats. Um, are bending oh, not not so much the aoc crowd they're the ones who have kind of been out there saying he needs to resign and step down so that's they're they're usually consistent on this sort of thing but the other establishment democrats who they're like well you know yeah it's terrible and but they stop just short of asking for resignation or for impeachment or whatever the remedy is going to be um christine Gillibrand compared compared to whom Compared to, like, Brett Kavanaugh, like, oh, if he's got two credible... You know, uh, Kristen Gillibrand, uh, senator from New York, was like, back in 2018, was like, he has two credible um, uh, accusations against him. He needs to step down from his nomination. Um, I mean, first of all, they weren't necessarily all that credible. I mean, one more than the other. But um, now, this time around, she's she's saying everything but resignation about Cuomo. Um, Mm -hmm. So I just... There's just a lot. I like. I said. I like watching the double standard kind of happen. I I don't give a shit one way or the other if he resigns. But, um. Well, he do is you think?
1: Well, I well, yeah. I mean, look. I have no. I have no. Uh, I guess feelings of of love for Andrew Cuomo. I don't really care. Um, I think if you look at it on its face, you know from reading the allegations and I'll probably get some hate mail for this reading what's going on. I, I think it's not like he's being accused of rape.
0: True. Um, no, that's true.
1: You know, um, he's, he's also, um, and so far he's admitted that he's, or he said, I'm sorry. I mean, who knows if he's, he's probably just saying that, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the the allig- the front page of the Times today was an article that said um, Cuomo uh, accused of assault asking, can I kiss you as an unwanted advance? And I, that headline alone just blew my mind because I'm like, well, how would he know if it's wanted if he didn't ask? Then I read this actual story and it was a little bit more weird and and – sort of um, dominant type thing than that where he was like with a younger girl in front of other people and kind of making her feel weird. So it was definitely awkward and wrong. Um, But I I don't know. I just think that like this as a, as a incident is not like, this is not Harvey Weinstein. This is not Louis CK. Even this is like, you know, a guy who is, probably consumed with his power and his personality mm-hmm. and thinks he can use it inappropriately yeah. and it's wrong. Now I don't, it's not, but I don't know. Is it, is it a crime? No, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and I think that's and, why I'm,
0: that's, I think that's why I'm, I'm sort of agnostic to, to whether or not anything truly happens to him at the end of the day. Right. Um. I
1: think I, I said to some friends, I think he, I think he
0: survives this. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, like you said, it's not like he, It's not like he forced some woman into a broom closet and, you know, tore off her underwear and and had his way with her. So, yeah, I get that. But, you know, it is it is funny how um, especially in this line in the sand political party tribal time we find ourselves in these days, you know, a lot of folks have on the on the on the Democratic side have circled the wagons on him or at least they haven't, you know, like I said, they haven't outright called for him to step down or resign. Not, Not everybody, at least. He's come um, from, he's come under more fire from
1: New York Democrats.
0: True. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, like AOC is out in front, this, you know, the squad, a lot of the, um, the, um, well, I think it's actually the socialists, uh, who are in the state legislature because they, that's what they are. They're DSA, Democratic Socialists of America. Right. Um, they've all come out saying he has to resign. Um, so, I mean, and that's, you know, whatever, but yeah, like I said, like yeah. you said, I think that he doesn't, I think he probably survives this at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, but, All right, let's
1: move on. That's enough on. about yeah. Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo. Let's talk about the spectacle of this past weekend, CPAC.
0: CPAC. Have, have you ever attended CPAC? I have. Yes, Tw- in Washington DC. Yeah, twice, three times. Three the, times. The
1: the reputation of CPAC has always been that it's um, a bit of a uh, circus show of conservatives. Like the the if, I feel like the more established. Um, uh, maybe moderate conservatives, pragmatic conservatives have always looked at it with a little bit of disdain, but with a little bit of,
0: no, I don't know. Well, no, no, no. I think I, when I, the times that I went now, this is 15 years ago now, 20. The last time I went was about 12, 13 years ago um, when my boss, at the time spoke at it. So I've had two bosses speak at CPAC. Um, and, Back then, I think it was a it was a legitimate policy-oriented mm-hmm. conference. Now it was like you know, yeah, it was a big. It was a rally. It was a cheer. It was a you know to cheer on the party and or to cheer on conservatives, not even the party. It had nothing to do with the GOP. It, it was actually like you did not talk about being part of the GOP. This was for conservatives. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really Which is ironic because nothing- now. It's called CPAC, but it's
1: not conservative at all. Right, so exactly, right,
0: exactly. But it was, it was like, it was a time when people, uh, when conservatives would get together and they'd give, you know, they'd have speeches, they'd have elected officials, they'd have think tank heads, they'd have, you know, everyday citizens who were involved in the conservative movement talk about policy and, you know, very very little about politics necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was to jazz up that conservative base as, you know, it's that's how they, what they did and watching well, it now it's just yeah it's a, it's one of those trump rallies that he right. held during his campaign that's all it is now and it's it's a joke it's a shame because there's no i, I didn't hear any policy i didn't hear any big ideas
1: there was no, no policy it no. was
0: all grievance was i want to
1: read you a couple of the 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 hits from this weekend hit me um, ted cruz said you can french kiss the guy next to you yelling abolish the police and no one will get infected But if you go to church and say, amazing grace, everyone is going to die. I mean, what a ridiculous statement. Um, 62% of CPAC attendees said election security was the most critical issue facing the country. Yeah, of course it was. (laughs) Of course it was. And then, of course, the best, um, the straw poll results, which I assume you saw. I did. uh, Trump, 55% with Ron DeSantis and Christine Nome coming in second and third with like 22 and Eleven or thirteen yeah, percent, or something,
0: something like that. that, and then everybody so, else had like between zero and four percent.
1: So, congratulations, Nikki Haley, for um, selling yourself out. You get to poll at one percent at CPAC. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: well, and yeah. it's it's not surprising that it's not one. It's not surprising that Trump won. Two, it's not surprising that Ron right. DeSantis came in second because he's kind of an avatar of Trump now. Yep. Um, and Gnome is Trump in heels. That's what they're yeah, calling her. Well, yeah, that's I what they're I, calling her. I don't. I, I don't give, agree with. Yeah, I give her a little bit more credit than that. Um, but yeah, I think it's if Trump is going to be if Trump won't runs, he's the nominee. That straw poll doesn't mean anything. Um, if he, if he Oh, runs, and I forgot the best
1: one: the the literal rolling of the golden idol through the uh, the hotel <laughs> of Trump,
0: made in Mexico. Who, I don't know who thought that was. It, it was. It was. Was it an American? Who, an expat living in Mexico? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm sure they found it, that out. If it's- I'm pretty sure, he's an expat, a U.S. expat living in Mexico, um, <laughs> okay. because he lo- Mexico. He thinks I. I think I read this. I got. I can't. I can't say for sure, but I think I read this. He. He said, me- like Mexico is more free than the United States these days, or something like that, <laughs> okay. and uh, that's why he lives in Mexico. But hmm. yeah, he had to. Uh, he had to uh, ship it in parts and assemble it in Florida, and he drove it from Florida in a U-Haul all the way up to. Um, up to uh, CPAC in DC, so that's amazing. Well, yeah. I can't like believe somebody wrong. let him do that. Like, uh, whatever. Like these self-inflicted wounds. But
1: yeah, that's all right. What they do. That's ten
0: minutes. So, Already, um, God,
1: <laughs> should we give us five more?
0: Yeah, give us five more. Just, we we should right. talk about some of the other stuff.
1: Hey Siri, set a five-minute timer. There
0: you go. All right, let's okay. get to. Five
1: minutes All right. we'll, get we'll get through, you want to the, we'll get through this. I,
0: want, I do want to talk about the parliamentarian on the fifteen dollars minimum wage really quick, because since okay. we touched on this in, in policy, um, there's been a lot. I think there's been a lot of like hubbub about this. Um, you know, well, let's the, say what you're say what you're talking about here. The parliamentarian oh.
1: ruled that the fifteen dollars minimum wage could not be included as part of
0: reconciliation. Yes, right? yes. She weighed the option. She studied the precedent, and that's the ruling. Now, the parliamentarian. Uh, only does that. She keeps track of or th- he or she it's a she right now uh, keeps track of the of Senate precedent all the way back to the founding of the United States and what what happened in the past. And that's kind of um, and that's where she came down on it at this one. Now, mm-hmm. the um, the presiding officer of the Senate in this case, uh, technically, it's uh, Kamala Harris. But, you know, for all intents and purposes, it's, it's Chuck Schumer can ignore it if he wants to right. um, and just proceed forward um but it's it's really I was the second that she ruled against it I thought oh great now the progressives are going to come out of the woodwork she's going to get phone calls emails people are going to show up at her house there was
1: a there was a moment that that seemed like it was going to happen yeah
0: but um i mean D- biden to his credit kind of diffused the whole thing uh and i think ron Clay and the Ch- white house chief of staff said no they're not going to go against the parliamentarian cuz he's he's a he's an institutionalist guy right. so he he kind of he gets it um but yeah for a minute there it, i thought Elizabeth McDonough is just going to have like, you know, people with like burning stakes on her, on her front lawn. Um, well, a, cu- a
1: couple of things. So that way- that has been taken out. Schumer said mm-hmm. today that they planned to, I think, to start taking up the the bill this week right. or later this week. Yeah. A um, couple things to watch. And I've noticed a couple of editorials, even from Washington Post and even the New York Times on a couple of these topics the, you know, right now it's at 1.9 trillion. Does the, the removing the minimum wage lower the cost of it at all? Um, there's also been talk of more, uh, making the direct payments more targeted, raising Mm -hmm. the threshold for those. Um, the Washington post called for that, said it could lower, um, about, uh, I think it said, uh, 200 billion or something Mm. about, um, and then the other thing to watch is, will local and state aid survive? Um, yeah. Because uh, there have been several detailed reports about how the hits to um, state and local uh, treasures, treasuries has not been as bad uh, as it initially thought during the mm-hmm. pandemic. In fact, some of the states have more revenue than they Anticipated, and uh, the po- the post did an editorial that said if you really re- if you target the direct payments at a higher level and you remove the local and state uh, aid, um, you can save about four hundred billion total. Which you know might make that a little bit more palatable to some yeah. Republicans. Although I think they're all probably going to vote against it anyway, just because of the way it was done.
0: Yeah. I mean, unless they do make some of the changes, then I think you'll probably get like Susan Collins and Romney and Murkowski um, to support, to support it. Um, I I mean, would you, you, I don't think as it is written right now,
1: it will pass the Senate. I think there's going to be some changes. So, I mean, I see that number coming down some, I don't know, maybe it ends up at 1.7 or something, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts
0: no, not really. I think it's too early to tell. Yeah. Um, I mean, the house passed it. So, I mean, the thing I focused on was sort of that minimum wage uh, wheeling right, and dealing because I know mm-hmm. there were there was a coalition, I think, of twelve that were okay with it at ten bucks, eleven. I forget what it was. It was not fifteen, obviously. But um, and then I sort of lost track on exactly where everybody was ending up on the gotcha. rest of the package. But it'll be interesting to watch. Yeah. Well. Next time we
1: record, maybe we'll have an update yep. before we talk to Quinn.
0: Um, so. Lastly,
1: in our speed round, real quickly, did you read the article in the New York Times about the Smith College accusation I, of I, racism?
0: I, I did. I did. I read the whole. I read the whole like backstory. Um, mm-hmm. the the
1: The girl who made the accusation refused to be interviewed for the story. Did you know that? Are you there? Wait. Say that again. <laughs> Can you hear me?
0: Yeah, you were breaking up there for a second.
1: Oh, you I said on. the girl, the student who made the accusation, would would not be interviewed for the story. Yes, yeah, um, and to me that signals that she wasn't really interested in in much of a conversation or what? talking about, but rather just living her truth. I
0: guess. Yes, and and what's ridiculous is that she was she was caught by that that janitor in a r- closed room where she wasn't supposed to be by the sound of it, he wasn't adversarial or confrontational towards her. And basically like, if you're not where you're supposed to be, somebody's going to come tell you you're not supposed to be there. And of course she took it because she's black and she took it that She went that route with it. Um, So yeah, I just, it seems like it's gotten out of hand, Um, but you know, who knows? I mean, the,
1: the, the cafeteria worker and the janitor, you know, are labeled as racist now. Well, the cafeteria um, worker had to be reassigned sh- to
0: a different cafeteria. Right. Um, the or janitor-
1: For like 20 years. Right.
0: right. And th- wasn't the janitor put on leave with mm-hmm. with pay? And I don't know what's going to happen to him now. Um, but still. But it's yeah, like, these, these poor yeah. people are going to get, yeah, like you said, get labeled as racist and- kids are calling them that when they see them on campus like i right. she the 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 lady the the cafeteria woman uh, worker she's already been students have been calling her racist to her face oh there's right. the racist right it's like oh come right. on i you know it makes me wonder um that we're
1: getting so loose with accusations like mm-hmm. do we need to have like a serious talk in this country about like Making slander easier to to be convicted of or um you know like because a lot of these accusations, even if they're proven false, which that the report that that uh Smith College commissioned indicated that there was no wrongdoing yeah there's no malice but the, there. this it's it's hanging over these people and costing them literally you know I, at, at the very least mental. Um, health, mm-hmm. but probably also wages or, or livelihood aspects as well. Do we need to have a serious talk about you know slander and how that how that plays into it? I th-
0: I think you I think we do. I think you're right. I also think we at some point we're going to have to have a conversation with Does it even mean anything to be called a racist anymore? Because mm-hmm. it's it's too. thrown around so well, flippantly. clearly. It does. Well, yeah. Currently, it does. But there's going to come a point where it, no, like I'm sure it's already happening in some corners of the, of, of the country where you're called a racist and people don't care anymore because it just doesn't mean anything.
1: And right. it's become
0: the you, default definitely. de facto response to everything. Um, and it's becoming a, I mean, it's becoming an intellectually lazy response to, to debate an argument where you can, you're, if you know, your opponent, their default yeah. position is, well, you feel that way because you're a racist. And then what can you say to that? So maybe we just need to read all these Gen Z
1: people, the the girl who cried wolf over and over again and, <laughs> see if they get the message but yeah. they probably won't they'll yeah, probably no. be they'll probably be uh, triggered um yeah. so we just lost all our gen z listeners yes but, we did uh, the, the three of them <laughs> yes uh, but that's all right we're at our we're at time here <laughs> so we went over a couple minutes but i let us go on th- um it was one last it. thing i wanted to talk about before we break for the evening mm-hmm. and come back sunday is, and it's timely because director Chris Ray was on the Hill today speaking about the Capitol riots, um, at the Senate Mm -hmm. was, uh, domestic terrorism. Um, you know, the question is, does America really have a domestic terrorism problem? And if so, you know, what are the ways we can address it? Um, having worked, you know, sort of, in the past on issues that have deal with, you know, international terrorist, um, I can tell you that it's, it's a hard problem to tackle, um, because in Amer- American citizens are, have the right to free speech. Mm-hmm. And where does that free speech get to a point where it is a, Threat to other Americans, um, and as a result, it's really hard to open investigations into Americans. Um, it's really hard to uh, keep them going. People don't want to touch them because of fear of of lawsuits. Um, so I don't know. Do you have thoughts on um, on you know is is it real? Is it overblown? Is it both?
0: I think it's I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, is it do we have more of a domestic terrorism problem than we did, say, in the early 90s? Probably not. It's just more amplified now and more vocal because there's more outlets that that either report on it or there's more outlets via social media that uh, that these people have at their disposal. Um, I mean, we've heard legends of these militias in Montana and the Dakotas and even in like New Hampshire and Vermont that are armed and are preparing for a revolution to take back the country from whatever boogeyman is it is at that point in time. And that's been around forever. It feels like, Um, but I think you're right. I think free speech does make it harder for criminal investigations. Um, I think once it crosses a line into violence, whether it's armed or throwing a uh, fire extinguisher at a Capitol police officer, people like that should be prosecuted and, Sure. And thrown in jail, um, but what about just re- posting something on Facebook? Like no, see, that's, I fucking,
1: I fucking hate our government, and I want to fucking burn it down.
0: That's where I'm getting really uneasy. There was that, there's, right? No, there, I agree, it's hard. There's that, um, that, uh, that committee in the House. I'm blanking on what it is, but they have no jurisdiction over the FCC or any of the, um, or any of the network television. But they sent a letter to. Xfinity or a Comcast, AT&T Uverse, Dish Network and all the you know all the TV providers basically saying, you know, why are you basically why are you showing OAN, Fox News, Newsmax, all these conservative, you know, news outlets, I air quote news outlets. Um, why you know, do you plan to continue to show them to air them beyond the current contract blah, blah, blah. and it's like y- <sighs> that's a violation of free speech. That's a violation of the constitution. <clears throat> and you're, and, and I, I'm scared, you know, even with getting rid of Donald Trump's Twitter handle, like, you know, yeah, a part of me cheers, but I also know that that's not, that's not right. I mean, it's, I, I, I do
1: think getting rid of Donald Trump's Twitter handle will do a lot to dampen the enthusiasm of some of these right wing groups. Sure. And so that's almost easier to do that than to go out into some sort of war on domestic terrorism.
0: But I feel I feel like the, the owners of those platforms, Twitter, Facebook, um, you know, even the networks too, or not the networks, the, uh, the, t, the television providers, the cable and, and satellite providers, they're waiting for the federal government to start passing laws to tell them what they can and can't have on their platforms. So that they don't have to make that decision anymore for us. I feel like you know, Twitter certainly is you know stepping into that, leaning more into that than the other platforms. But I, I think Facebook is just waiting for some sort of regulatory bill to pass through Congress and get signed by the president, so they can start cracking down on some of what might be considered you know hate speech or at least you know. Um, I just feel that that's a bag of bag.
1: A can of worms you don't want to open. Like no. it's just going to be it's it's going to be uh, a really really hard, really messy, and and probably poorly executed.
0: Yeah, and there's but the um, sad thing is too is there's an appetite on the on Capitol Hill to do those things, to restrict people's speech in the name of what harmony? I mean, what honestly? At the end of the day, um, I don't think. The insurrection is something that is going to happen again. I mean, well, actually, I, I'm afraid to say that, but I don't think it'll happen again. I think that's one of those one-off things. It's a once-in-a-generation you know, kind of thing that happens. And it's, you know, it's not like it's the first time that we've had an insurrection at the Capitol. I mean, there was a bombing in the Capitol from uh, disgruntled citizens in, in the early 80s. We had sh- uh, Puerto Rican nationals shoot up the Senate floor, uh, I believe, in the 70s. It's like these things have happened before. Um, so it shouldn't, it's surprising, but it, it's not, it's not unprecedented. So yeah, I'm just worried that the appetite for Congress and people who listen, who feel the same way, it's just going to go, it's going to go South really quickly. And I don't think it's going to be able to be stopped.
1: Well, to your point about OAN and. Newsmax and all those, you know, the, the, honestly the best check on them so far has been our judicial system True. and you know, they're getting sued out the ass yep. because of what they let run on their, um, air on their network. Mm-hmm. And that has been very effective at muting some of the more inflammatory claims that they were pre- preparing, um, or, or had aired, um, so, you know, that's, that's good. The And so I don't, I think it's a, I think we do have a problem. I think it's grown with the ability of people to sort of hide in corners of the internet and mm-hmm. communicate with one another. Yeah. Um, it's super hard to uh, monitor and navigate. I mean the, the FBI who is being assailed for FISA abuses by, by the senate um and and house i mean do you think they're going to want to dive into an even trickier mm. um monitoring system and throw themselves
0: full bore into that uh, well and we know and, how much and... people like it uh, when the the scope of the fbi's power and jurisdiction expands <laughs> Right. Which is what's which right. honestly at the end of the day is what it's going to take. I mean, we have to give well, the FBI the tools necessary to fight against like the 4chans of the world and these and the dark web where a lot of these people and fester and communicate these ideas and plan, you know, so that we actually have decent intelligence of when crazy shit like January sixth is gonna go down.
1: Well, and even then, today during the hearing, I was watching a little bit while I was on the Pelton. Um <laughs> Plug for Peloton. Uh, they mentioned an internet posting that said something about you know, there was war going to happen on January 6th at yeah. the Capitol, yeah. And um, director Ray was asked about, you know, he never saw it before, which is fine, which I totally understand because it's a posting by someone who has no real track history, yeah. Um, who you know, could be just be saying this out of, you know, a fit of rage at home. You know, there may be no planning to it yeah. at all. H- how do you discriminate between something like that and something that's written with the same tone but has a whole host of organization behind it? It's yeah. just, it's a really hard problem to tackle. Yeah. So, um, uh, I don't know. I think it'll be interesting to see. You know, after nine eleven, obviously there was the nine eleven commission. We stood up the DNI yep. as a result. Um,
0: well, and that whole and, process and, is being politicized too now with the with the January sixth. I was going to say, yep. Mm-hmm. So you know, you've already had both the Republican and Democrat leads on the nine eleven commission come out saying that it has to be an even split of party um, appointments to the commission. There is getting pushback from at least from nancy pelosi at least last i heard that she wanted uh more democrats than republicans on the commission and everybody's saying how much of a mistake that is it was a you know right both sides have so, to have equal subpoena power the way they did in 9-11 that's been up for that's been there's been pushback on that um but it, that's why there has to be seen to be legitimacy of the january 6 commission it has to be even split both have to have subpoena power because if you allow even more um Skepticism towards the process; those those crazy right wing groups are going to grab onto that and use it to delegitimize delegitimize any recommendations they come out with.
1: Yeah, uh, and that's where I was going is you oh. know, they're going to do Sorry. the January Sixth Commission. No, no, think um, <laughs> they're going to they're trying to have a January Sixth Commission, but what will come out of it? Yeah. You know, I don't think there's going to be a new branch of government. No, there might be some recommendations, maybe some. Recommendations to plus up the the budget of of the DOJ to to fight this, but um, I, I ultimately I think it'll be uh, you know something kind of more anodyne like that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, wanted to talk about that since uh, Director Ray was on the hill today. But that's about it. Are you still there?
0: I'm still here, man. That's good.
1: I like it. Yeah. Short and sweet. It's a good format. Um, are you into anything? I am. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm into it. Well, there's there's two, there's two things I wanted to bring up. One, I'm okay. One I'm into, and one I give hope, it to me. One I'm into, and one I hope to get into. Um, what I'm into right now, and I'm going to be people are going to make fun of me. Um, there's a show on PBS. Uh, it's on Amazon Prime too. If you, the back seasons, uh, called The Burrells of of Corfu it's a show set in the mid 1930s of this poor british family who up and moved to corfu corfu greece and it's just about them living there and getting acclimated and uh i'm greek and are you from corfu i'm not my actually i do have family from corfu and my ancestors uh from a long time ago actually lived in corfu um but um you know because i'm greek and spent my summers uh, all throughout my childhood in Greece, it's it's been really nice to, to watch it and they speak Greek in it. So it's nice to catch in some of those, some of that as well, but it's a, it's a really great show. It's really well done. It's a, it's a BBC show uh, picked up by PBS and now mm. the back seasons are on Amazon prime. Um, so I highly recommend it to um, anybody who wants to watch it. The Burrells B U R R E L L S of Corfu. Um, that's what I'm into. The, the thing that I want to get into is uh, John Boehner's new book when it comes out. So I think it's going to be amazing. And I really, I've been telling people I really want to buy the audio book because I hope to God he's smoking a cigarette while he's reading that thing, and you can hear him taking drags. Um, <laughs> John just... Boehner, marijuana
1: advisor these days, isn't he? Uh, is, he his, is he? Is he uh, advising board. cannabis
0: companies? Oh, he I is. You're right. Oh, yeah, he is. I forgot about that.
1: Yeah. I wonder what things would be like if John Boehner were still in, in Congress.
0: Probably the same. He'd be miserable. Um, yeah, it'd be the same. Yeah. He'd be yeah. a punching bag like he was while he was speaker. So anyway, what are you into? Um, I am into
1: Middle Tennessee rock chicks. What is that? I've been listening a lot to Bully. Are you familiar with I'm Bully? Not, I'm not familiar. Explain. She's a, she's a, a rocker from Nashville. Oh, um, she, she had an, uh, actually, uh, Quinn Brown turned me on to her. Oh. I mean, she, she, um, she released an album last year called sugar egg. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very good. It's a, it's, I, it's, it's melodic, but rock as well. Um, I've been listening to a lot lately. The other artist I've been listening to from middle to the sea, well, she, I guess she's actually from Memphis, but she went to MTSU, is Julian Baker. Okay. Do you know Julian Baker? I've heard Julian Baker. Um, she's much more soft and uh, kind of moody, but um, she's got a new album coming out, mm-hmm. and I've been listening to a couple of her singles that have been teased on Spotify as well. So, yeah, Middle Tennessee music.
0: Did, by, has Middle Tennessee State always had like a great music scene? Or is this like a new thing? Um, <clears throat> you as the resident I, Tennessean? I don't know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Um, I could probably do a little check, check and see. What town is Middle company.
0: Tennessee in? Murfreesboro. Murfreesboro. That's right.
1: So it's it's near where Bonnaroo takes place. Right. Um, Makes sense. But uh, Julian Baker is she's she's she has about four or five albums and very good very good stuff. Nice. So. Um, that's what I'm into. Check those out. Right on. Yep. man. All right.
0: Well, this is great for, uh, all of our folks at home in the comfort of your couch, uh, follow us on Twitter at bros politics and listen to us on Spotify, Amazon, and Apple podcasts. And, uh, we'll be back at you guys, uh, for episode 34 on Sunday, March 7th. We'll record We'll probably be up uh, the day after that. This episode will probably be airing tomorrow, but you'll know that once you have downloaded it. Um, <laughs> Any parting words, Howell? Um, we still going to the casino We're in st- October. We're still going to the casino in October. Are you? You're coming? You're in? Like Matt keeps asking me if you're in. I saw him yesterday. <laughs> we'll, talk, we'll talk about it offline. Okay. All right, man. Have a great night. All right. See you, everybody later.